Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Pure Hope Show. We are indeed live tonight, and we are going to be talking about our star walk-in gathering here at the Hope Interface Center. Um, we are going to be on the air this evening with two of our guest speakers that will be coming to the Hope Interface Center, and I'll perhaps tell you all this date over and over again, but the event that we are going to be having is on June 13th and 14th, and this is our third annual event at the Hope Interface Center in Mankato, Minnesota. And we have two big, beautiful, full days of what I call highly regarded speakers, healers, helpers upon this planet who will be doing activations, giving information, and waking us all up, and so much more. I want to let you know, as we are all brave and bold and sassy as we bring out the truth of who we are, at first I was very reluctant when someone had suggested a long time ago to host an event such as this. And at first I was thinking about what really, how it would harm or advance the reputation of the Hope Interface Center. And perhaps even in my egoic energy field, I was thinking about what the reputation that might happen if I, myself, if I brought this forth. And also I was thinking about the intensity. Uh, for any of you out there who's ever planned um, um, a retreat, a seminar, a workshop, or a gathering, something like this, um, it's a lot to put this on. But as I continued to be bold and brave and sassy and brassy, I knew that people, all of you star beings out there, all of you walk-ins are out there, I knew that people needed a place to come to get information. I knew that people needed to come to feel safe about recognizing who they are, where they came from. Also, I think that at this time, more and more, Shirley and Garrett will be talking today, tonight, about more and more walk-ins coming to Earth at this time on an Earth assignment. And I knew they also needed a place to come to talk about their roles, what they're doing here upon the planet. So I'm going to tell all of you there's a bit of a warning tonight, but this warning is good. After you listen to this broadcast, I believe that you're going to believe in star life, star beings, and walk-ins. I believe that you are here listening to this for a reason. And if you are listening to this for a reason, I'm going to ask you to also call your other star friends and call the other walk-ins that you perhaps know to listen to this recording. Star beings, I believe, is a phenomenon that many people have sparked more debate, more controversy, and fascination and passion, I would even say, about this recent history. There is an outpouring, and I mean an outpouring, of UFO sightings across the world at this time. And we are all awakening to our truth. So here at the Hope Interfaith Center, we boldly explore this vast territory that many people consider taboo. So tonight, 
We're going to step in to an energetic field. I ask you to open up your hearts and be willing to open up. Walk-ins have a role upon this planet. Star beings, you all have a role upon this planet. So stay tuned. And as you listen, you'll perhaps want to join us for this spectacular event that we will be having in June. So tonight we are going to be talking to Shirley B. and Garrett Duncan, who you might already know and have some questions for. And if you have any questions or would like to be on the air tonight, I'm going to give you the number to call. The number is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1, and Amy, my beloved assistant, will pick up the phone get you on the air with us. Again, the number is 213-559-2974. Press the number one, and Amy will get you on the air with us. So please help me, everyone. Welcome our speakers tonight, Shirley B. and Garrett Duncan, all calling in from Colorado. Hello, you two beautiful galactic beings. (laughs) Hello, yourself. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're feeling a lot of energy here. <laughs> what, Garrett? I, I said galactic in human form. Yes, galactic in human form, in human form. Well, do you want to introduce yourselves to our audience and to our listeners tonight on who you are? perhaps a little bit about where you come from and um, why you are here upon the planet at this time? Okay. Um, Well, what a vast subject. (laughs) 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 You know, I'll I'll go and then um, Jared will will follow. Uh, You know, it's very interesting how much we're all very much uh, black individuals, yet we're so connected as one. And I think that um, myself, I surely be. Uh, I do uh, quite a few different types of things. Um, of course, I do, you know, the intuitive readings. Of course, the Keswick Record uh, readings uh, was initiated uh, by Terry Chapman on that one. I am a, um, I do medium work. I do matrix energetics. I'm a matrix energetics practitioner. And I think what I'm most known for is the DNA codes that I do, working with the number 8, number 1, and the 72. So uh, that's a completely different process. Those are true mathematical equations. And as we all are resonating to language, you know, the numbers we use, the language we use, the language we speak, uh, they all have a consciousness, they all have a matrix, and they all have frequency that affects us that can change us, that can change our consciousness, and that can create um, new timelines. And uh, working with this type of coding, it really helps with the ancestry patterns that um, we often wind up repeating because whatever is consciousness is life force. So we want to eradicate the patterns that have been in our ancestry that may not be serving us anymore so we could go into more what I call a daily divine manifestation to through free will to really become the true divinity and the divine beings that we really are. Mm-hmm. And of course, those activations are brought in by the um, 
the galactic fleets, um, multidimensional, past, present, and future. And, uh, and, and Commander uh, says hello to you, of course. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> They're here. And, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you go for it, Garrett. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Garrett Duncan, and I was born and raised on the Navajo Reservation. And so in this current uh, embodiment or costume, <laughs> um, I'm embodying the indigenous wisdoms and carrying, uh, carrying that again in this lifetime. And so for me, holding that resonance with those energies and working with the energies of Earth from the many times that I've been here, not just as Sasquatch, not just as the different ancient wisdoms, the indigenous peoples who've been here, several different tribes, but also coming from other another universe to be. And so part of the role that I have in this time and comes very much, I'm sure everybody can relate to this, is to be of service in the form of a bridge. And so bridging the earth wisdoms with our embodiment here in human form, as well as our star aspects, our star connections, the many facets. And so being here, I'm certainly providing shamanic wisdoms from many different heritages that I've embodied, um, creator of the featherweight teachings on how to le- work with feathers, and um, also to doing activations, thanks to Shirley, and um, providing those activations for many of our brothers and sisters of humanity. And uh, just within the last uh, three years, been actively speaking many different star languages depending on the individual and been activating those languages for those individuals who've been seeking and uh, have a very strong connection to the many, many facets, to the many fleets that are here, out there, as well as Sasquatch. And so the Sasquatch people have allocated and designated me amongst others as ambassadors. So we are bridging our human hearts with our Sasquatch brothers and sisters. So I've been doing that. And um, one of the bigger roles that I've um, here is to be and hold the space, I guess you would say, or be the space holder for many of the young kids that are coming. So a lot of the young our souls who who are incarnating at this time, they've been seeking me out, and they first of all come in dream time, and then it manifests physically. So that's that's kind of one of the bigger missions that's on my radar right now. Hmm. Hmm. Why do you think you know? As I read before, talked about before, why do you think that there is a controversy or a debate? about this subject that we're speaking about tonight? Do you think that that controversy has shrunk or contracted and people are believing more? I I don't know about you, Garrett. I I think it's a different perception of it. 
I, I think that uh, what we have come to know as transition or transmutation or what we believed was um, a hierarchy in what we climbing to, you know, higher consciousness is what's changing. We're realizing that what we're becoming is more of a matrix throughout the, what I would call more of the number one, the number, the God I am, um, that it's a very strong individual journey with the connection into understanding our divinity as well as understanding that we are all connected and we share each other's greatness. I think that it's moving from an individual perception as much as to an understanding of how much we are all connected and what that God connection is really all about. And I think that we're getting away from what I would consider to be the religious framework. But yet there is still a great understanding of the higher energies where we are able to understand that we have been a part of that all along. But I think that as we are growing and understanding and transmitting through um, different forms of consciousness, we're finding out what we consider to be real may not be real after all. And what the reality is, is truly in our creation. Um, I don't think that's always easy on people. Because I think we all would like this absolute blueprint, you know, step one, you ring this bell, step two, you know, you run and play step three, you, uh, you know, start swinging from the chandelier, wow, here comes all this, you know, understanding. I think that we're very used to um, a lot of what I would call a blueprint or a way of higher understanding, and then when the consciousness disappears, knowing what to do with that can sometimes be a little bit challenging. You know, being just being and allowing yourself to be. And this world of today isn't as easy as we like to think it is. And so when these different energies are coming through and a lot of different wisdoms and higher learning and higher understanding of the different realms and of also the fact that, you know, that veil is getting so much thinner. I think what you could have is a conglomerate of a lot of different philosophies, perceptions, and we need to get away from what we call absolute dark, absolute light, because in truth, um, everything is subject to attraction and polarity. And I think where the greatest power is is what I call neutricity or in, in, you know, in being neutral. Because if you take a magnet and you spin it, it still has polarity. It won't matter. Mm-hmm. And if you get on a bicycle spoke and you get magnets on both sides of it and you rub it, you know, it'll have a north and south side, but it will have a kind of like a third pole which is more of a neutral in between the polarity. And I think this is where our our greatest um, power creation lies. So I think that understanding the laws of physics in a completely different way is exciting. Uh, People can't wait to learn more, but at the same time, I think it takes a lot of teachers and guides and community to understand exactly what is coming through. 
So, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's starting to change more and more uh, or transmute more and more rapidly every day. As it goes back into neutral, it's almost like it goes back into broad source and has to come back out again. What do you think, Eric? Uh-huh. One of the... Um I think I'm going to speak a, a little bit about the indigenous side coming from that perspective because when you hear and see and listen in a lot of the um, promotion awareness around these different prophecies, this was already kind of there for many of the indigenous individuals and the different tribes all across the globe. And it's interesting, you know, when Hope, you mentioned the word controversy. To me, it's not so much a controversy. It was like it was always there, but it was a hidden, forgotten knowledge. And yes. now seems to be that time when basically all of us are coming to the forefront and saying, we tried to tell you. <laughs> and look what, look what happened. You you silenced us. You put us on reservations, you know. And so that's where, from that perspective, I look back at you know, in the in that sense that um, that kind of control, you know, the element of control with 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 understanding who we are, and a lot of the third elders had indicated that the people from a more uh, collective side of things too, they weren't they weren't quite ready to really hear in this way, you know, and say, you know, we did come from the stars, that we did have many ancestral, many parts of our DNA came from different star nations. And so that that knowledge was kept hidden for many generations. And be, because the time is now and the veil is thinning, each and every day becomes more and more, now that's where those truths are finally coming out and have been coming out. And what the star nations have indicated is that, you know, along the lines of what Shirley was saying, is that, yes, these start being time to be, and we are. So the whole notion of oneness, you know, the theory, if you want to call it such, but really reality of oneness, we are all many facets of each other ensuring that in that wholeness, in that coming from that wisdom and that understanding, like with my own traditions, the Navajo people, they have a thing that says that we are all five-fingered, that we all have five fingers, so therefore we should not have division amongst us. We're all considered earth surface walkers. So we have the connection, that, that wholeness, and it's always been, has always been there. But now it seems to be now it's more becoming imperative that everyone be aware of this and return back to it. Hmm. Very well put. Very well put. Um, I know that last year you perhaps heard that we had about six walk-ins during the event. I mean, they actually uh, walked in during the event that we had this galactic gathering and so this year we are welcoming star beings and walk-ins and many 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 people are asking and they are calling up to uh, get information about this about what is a walk-in and one of the questions that I have is that 
they don't understand about star beings and walk-ins and are they the same? Is this different? Are star beings different than a walk-in? And what is the difference between the two of them, if there is a difference? Well, I think that, um, you know, know, when we think about that, uh, a walk-in is um, a conscious being. It's a a being of consciousness that's, that's coming into that human body. And, of course, we know that consciousness changes you physically. Um, mm-hmm. When I do yeah. my activations, um, it changes. 98% of the people who do the activations get their eye colors change. You know, they, they look different. Um, I actually turned somebody from brown to blue. <laughs> so it's kind of a bench, benchmark for me. <laughs> you know, you made it win, you know, one of those. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, I think that when we are star beings, I think because we all have star states, we all come from different galactic nations, I think that what this translates to is access, access hmm. to what our language and what our consciousness allows us to understand in our knowledge and our perception of knowledge. So I think when you really think about it, you know, even Carl Sagan said that we are uh, we're all made of star stuff, that the stuff that makes the stars, that carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, atoms in our bodies, and all these elements were created in the previous generations of stars that are actually within us. So what this tells me is potential. The potential mm-hmm. is endless. The potential is is always there. So I think as star beings, and as those understanding our galactic roots and understanding that there are different uh, genetic variations and differences in the populations, but yet they are each to be celebrated, what this allows is what consciousness is able to come in and what we can embrace. Now, when you uh, look at you know, um, Reverend Carrie Chapman, she was a conscious walk-in, right? Mm-hmm. And she came in and actually healed the body she came into. And within 48 hours, that body was healed. And she has memory. She knows that she's a conscious walk-in. She knows she came into that body. And um, look what happened. Here's a new consciousness that completely physically changed the body she walked into. Where, and, and But her access, because of her consciousness with the work she does, was always there. And when you have folks that, you know, walk-ins are coming into them that they may not be aware of, they could have had a trauma as a, a, a child where a walk-in came in, maybe they almost died, uh, or, um, the con- you know, the walk-ins come in during a great event like what you uh, are creating with their star gathering that they open up and they're able to receive a, a higher you know, not higher, but um, a consciousness that they're ready for or walk comes in that has um, an access uh, galactically that may be considered um, more, um, I, I would say, more of interpretation of what they are accessing and what they're able to bring in. Uh, I guess we could call them gifts or how we bring in this great change that we are able to affect all of us. 
But I think that those who have walked in that are not aware of it tend to um, deal with a lot more trauma. They feel different. They don't know what happened. They don't understand why they feel different. They might under, not understand why they're more, in, what, I hate the word empathic, you know, because they're going to suck up everything like a vacuum cleaner. No. <laughs> they may be more sensitive, you know, and they may be far more sensitive to things around them. They can hear thoughts. They have a great thoughts of service to help others, but then, you know, they're in a classroom full of other kids and they feel different or maybe they get made fun of because they're different. So I think that whether, you know, if you're conscious walking, at least you, you have a, um, you know, you have a great idea of what you came here to do. Uh, I don't think it's easier, easy to just walk into a body and change it like that. But at the same time, when you are, you know, a trauma creates a, a consciousness or a, walking comes in due to the fact that they're ready, you know, they're ready for the walking that that greatest greater aspect of themselves to come in and then it comes in, wow, that's amazing. But when it happens through trauma or it's unexpected, I think it's up to us as teachers or as guides or as those who understand to help those others understand who they are and that they do belong, and that there was a very great purpose for that. So I would love to see a greater understanding of Watson so those don't feel like they are, like they're, you know, if they don't understand what happened, what's wrong with me? Why am I so different? Or they get into a place where they're they're giving so much of themselves because they believe this is what they need to do, that they kind of lose their their understanding of their their worth and their greatness. So um, the, the, it's it's very 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 important that these you know with walk-ins and walk-in conferences that we are there uh, as a gathering to bring forth so much more knowledge, teaching and understanding. So yes, there is definitely a difference in understanding, but. What happens when you become a walk-in? I think that is a, a super vastness of uh, innumerable things that can happen through consciousness. But what do you think, um, Derek? I think I'm going to speak to the along the lines of star being, just from okay. my experience with the with with many of this what 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 they're known as too as star seeds, and those beings. And myself included, it's always like you know from a very young age you're looking up or you just have no sense of belonging. Like you even knew that this was not your true home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of star beings always have this um, um, wanting, yearning. It's like a yearning to return, a wanting to go back home. And they feel conflicted here because Earth, density is so foreign to them and many of the younger souls who are star seeds don't understand why we're still fighting each other why is there this density? why is why was there even war to begin with because they come from these very evolved places all across the universes and these evolved places 
are in harmony and unity and oneness and have that true harmonization playing itself out. And so when they come here to earth to have an experience, they realize that, oh, my goodness, what did I sign up for? Oh, my goodness, I should have read the the terms and conditions. What did I do? (laughs) And so a lot of the star seeds have this yearning to want to go home and they know really deep down in their heart and in their resonance that this doesn't, they don't resonate with it, that this has never been home to them. And so from that aspect of their being, that's where in the gathering sense when they connect with others who are just like them oh. and things or other uh, meetings or even the young ones nowadays, they love their music. So they'll connect on a musical level and they can certainly just harmonize really easily and they come together in unity through frequency and sound. They understand the frequencies and sound much more because they come from those variations from the different aspects as Shirley mentioned, the the different accesses. So they're accessing these different points of their being because they've had incarnations. And one of the things that's really popping up is this this idea of multidimensionality that is all operating right now. So you have your past, your future occur it now, which is going on at this very moment. And so in this in this new awareness, the access has been given, but it's just a matter of embodying it or remembering it. But a lot of the star beings, the younger souls, and many of those who have a very strong star-seeded awareness, they can access these very easily. And so in the language, you know, through the tonalities of frequencies and the variation of language through sounds, that's where the language factors comes into play. Nice. You know, um, I, I have told people that I'm not actually a walking, I'm a running. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I actually told a gal that at dinner, and she got lost all her food. <laughs> um. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So why do you um, think that it's necessary to come to events? You know, Garrett, I know you do a lot of events, and Shirley, you do a lot of events. And I know that the reason why I was called to do the event here at the Hope Interface Center is to have a safe place for people to gather, but I think there's also a bigger picture involved. What do you think happens when people do gather at an event like the Star Gathering Experience? What literally happens to a person? You create a matrix immediately. You know, um, a matrix is a gathering of consciousness. Hmm. And so um, when you create a matrix field, there's a higher consciousness, then um, things start to happen. The DNA changes. You know, the matrix changes your DNA. There's no doubt about it. 
your DNA changes, your understanding does, your understanding of language completely changes. Uh, it becomes higher learning because we take our consciousness with us. You know, it doesn't die with the body. You know, we know that there's different realms in the afterlife where consciousness lives in different aspects of our, um, the personality may be there, but the, the soul is eternal. So I think uh, not only does it create, like you say, a safe place where you can understand who you are without judgment, without, you know, condition, uh, the greatest aspect of all is the love and the acceptance and the understanding of your God self. You know, one of the problems that happens with religion, unfortunately, is a lot of judgment of, oh, you do Reiki? Well, then, then you're of this paradigm. Oh, you, you do um, hands-on healing? Then you're of this paradigm. We, we've got all these databases that say, it's okay to be this way, but not okay to be that way. And meanwhile, God's got a scorecard out there. Well, and kind of pass over here, uh, maybe not over here, you know, and they don't understand who they are as a God being. Now, when you get a matrix together of those who have a, an understanding of the light and then the God I am is within everyone, the acceptance and the love that is felt, that is so amazing that is almost overwhelming to know that you are worthy of that great love as you are, who you are. Things change instantly. That's magic. And where are you going to find that kind of magic, that kind of matrix? It's going to be big star gatherings where people come together in this consciousness and we learn from each other just being with each other the language changes, everything does. So um, absolutely, the Star Gathering is an outstanding opportunity to understand not only who you are as an individual, but who you are within the matrix of all you know, humanity and all living things and all dimensions, really. That's, that's an amazing thing. And what a gift, don't you think? That's a beautiful way of putting it. That's just beautiful, what you just said. Mm-hmm. How about you, Garrett? What do you think happens at the gathering when we come together for any event that has to do with the star gathering experiences that we put on? One of the things that I, because I've done this, you know, these type of events a lot, I always caution individuals. You know, it's always a good caution while they're attending these, I tell them to watch their thoughts. Because when we're in that space, we are so and we are so expanded that if they have that thought where, you know, they're in a stressful response, that's the type of experience that's going to happen. It's going to manifest itself very instantaneously. And so a lot of the times I encourage individuals to, I said, if you're wanting to experience the beauty of what this earth has to offer, the beauty of the next job opportunity or the beauty of the next relationship or the beauty of a miraculous healing, by all means, in this space right now, ask for it. Because in those spaces, as Shirley mentioned, with the matrixes, 
we have unlimited capacity because we are harmonizing all together at that particular moment in those particular time frames. And in that harmonization, we are very, very elevated. You know, our frequencies and vibrations expand very high and very intensely. And so in that, in that harmonization, in that field, that's where the law of attraction really will come into mm-hmm. manifestation. And so when huh. these, in, especially coming from the many galactic, you know, star nations that are there, so it's not just us that's, that's in the gathering. You have your helpers too, as I call them, the, the guides or Sasquatch helper or star elders who are with you. So they're also having their gathering too. And I always like to tease and poke and, and say, okay, did you know your guy talks about you like this? Does your human do that? Well, my human does. And I know they have those type of <laughs> storytelling. My human is bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to get That's feedback. interesting. <laughs> Hey, Karen, that we is. have bigger Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's it talk about Sasquatch, Garrett. Um, many people don't <laughs> even know about that uh, name. They don't know about that energy. They don't know about those star beings, Sasquatch. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the Sasquatch energy and the beings? Oh, sure. Yes. So Sasquatch is also known as Bigfoot. They have um, the component of Bigfoot. Uh, they're known by several different um, names. So you have Bigfoot, you have Skunk Egg, you have Grassman, you have the Yowie in Australia, you have Yeti of Himalaya. So they have different um, different names. And these are large beings. Very, uh, there are human brothers and sisters from times past. So um, from from that uh, awareness, the Sisquitch is is very much uh, tuned to the frequency harmonizing from the heart, and so they are connecting to a lot of of humans and counterparts right now, because in a way, just like the Star Nations are reaching out to us and we're establishing communication with them, the Sasquatch are also doing that too. And they've been here on the planet longer than we have. They've been guardians of this earth for a very, very long time. And so they've been overlooking and overseeing the progress with humanity. And of course, you know, they're reminding us of who we are and in this ever-evolving expansion, you know, from density into harmony, and that's one of the main main initiatives that they are participating in. And they very much connect with the um, Star Brothers and Sisters. They work together um, at different areas. Um, you know, I have my Sesquatch guides, but then you have, I also have the Star Elder pieces too, so they, they harmonize, and it's just a matter of, I guess you would say, what you're doing at that moment or what you're needing at that time. And so they resonate very much in the heart. They're very um, childlike. They're very curious. Um, they, <laughs> I always like to say they love their sweets. Um, I had one individual... <laughs> 
up to me and say, Garrett, why do you give Sasquatch all these bad candy? And I said, well, think about it. Sasquatch vibrates way higher than we do. They barely even taste it. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't need a dentist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. Um, the Chinos are coming this time, and as I said before, we were on the air. Everybody uh, from the Hope Interface Center who's ever listened to the Chinos that will be coming this year, can you tell us a little bit about the Chinos, uh, either Garrett or, or um, I think about Garrett what they has do? A lot more traveling with them, so he would probably be able to be a little better than I. I am, but okay. so forth, Garrett. So Tammy and Anthony Chino, they're a husband and wife duo. Um, Anthony comes from the Laguna Acoma Pueblo, which is a southwestern tribe. And Tammy comes from the Santo Domingo Pueblo. And so they are going around sharing the Galactic Collective, which is catered a lot primarily to the younger star souls who are here. Um, They go about doing their sound baths, and one of their biggest premises is to definitely work in harmony and harmonization, of course, with the heart, and getting individuals to remember who they are to speak and harmonize with the heart through sound and frequency. And so when they go about their travels, they are utilizing their tools, their crystal singing bowls, and they have the harp, a crystal harp. Uh, Tammy also has a couple of gongs, so they utilize different frequencies and tonalities to take the individuals on what they like to call their ship. So they take the <laughs> individuals on the ship, and uh, depending, you know, as you set your intention as you're laying in the bath, you get to experience what it's like to be in that higher harmonic resonance. Wow. And so with tones and vibration that's primarily, you know, with their tools, that's where they elevate us and expand and take us to that way of being. But um, they also have a very soft, very um, soft gentleness about them, especially with their teachings and their approach to the kids. They're very passionate about the kids. They even call them their kids because they really want the kids, you know, to have a very safe space. They have a center in Albuquerque, and a lot of the younger star seeds go to the center to to just basically be themselves because they 100% get them. And they are there also to meet other star seeds. They are also there to connect. And, and, and a lot of times they end up having, you know, uh, the star souls come together and form a friendship and they just have that support. So they're very much anchoring that support system that a mom and dad would do, you know, from a from a galactic side of things. So that's what they're here to do. Wow. Wow. Well, we are anxious to have them here at the Hope Interface Center. So do either one of you know Yvonne Perry that will also be coming? She's new this year to our um, star gathering. Do either one of you know about Yvonne Perry at all? They did a little bit of checking out, but um, no, I I don't know as much about her. Um, I don't know if you do, Garrett. If, if not, Janice, we'd love to hear more about her. Yeah, I I have no idea. <laughs> well, this is how I got a hold of Yvonne Perry. Is that I don't know if either one of you were aware or a part of We International, 
which was a wonderful, wonderful organization. It was called um, Walk-Ins for Evolution. And um, I belonged to it a long time ago, of course, with my beloved Christina Rose, who's now on the other side. Oh. And and uh, Yvonne was the person who took over We International and tried to step it up. up and she has also walked and... Uh, teaches and has written books and um, has uh, talked at many lengths to different places about walk-ins and what they are, what she can do to help them and inform them as they kind of get settled into their energetic field. And so when I looked up to see if Walk-In International was still happening, it was not happening anymore, but Yvonne's name was there. So I, of course, who was pretty consistent with what Spirit says, and I heard to get in contact with Yvonne, and we, of course, had her on the blog talk, um, Pure Hope Show. And so then out of the blue, I just asked her if she would be um, interested or guided to come to the Hope Interface Center during our star gathering and talk a little bit about walk-ins because, again, we had so many walk-ins last year. And she prayed upon it and looked it up, and she said, absolutely, I'll be there. Oh, boy. So that's about really all I know about her, except that she's 100% dedicated to helping um, people who – just as you said, Garrett looks at stars and say, I don't know how I got here or what I signed up for. And um, so I think that she's going to be a very integral part this year of uh, bringing in that information about walk-ins. And wow. my hope is, my wow. hope is, is wow. that we can regather or get some energy into perhaps the possibility of we international starting up again i know that we traveled throughout the united states we international also met um uh, internationally in different uh, countries like england and i went to many many of those uh groups and just felt like i was 100 percent home wow. and um my hope is is that, again, the walk-ins and the star beings who are having either some difficulty opening up to the truth of their uh, beautiful abilities, that they'll be able to come here for our gathering and get information from all of our speakers to help them. And we say, welcome, welcome, welcome. We will help you. We will help you. So, um, so she's going to be a delight to have on the program again. And, and then, of course, Caroline. Some excellent company. That, that's outstanding. Yeah. How wonderful. And then, of course, I think that through this, she will be able to um, bring back um, a week conferences again and greater in, a, in a, a more galactic way. I think it just needed a revamping. So, I think wonderful. So yes. Have either one of you been to a WE conference at all, or WE International? Have you heard of that before? I have, but I have not been to one. Okay. I've heard a lot. I know a lot of who have. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, they've had some uh, tremendous experiences when they were there. And um, 
I just heard volumes of, of great stuff from those who have gone. But um, myself, no, I haven't had the opportunity to experience them. Um, of mm-hmm. course, I, I've experienced something great through the gatherings through, uh, that you've had and knowing people, of course, like Garrett and uh, so, so many that I've worked with that I've learned so much about it and learned about myself because I've also been told that I've walking as well so um it, amazing you know but th- these people the ones i know that went to the conferences were completely rejuvenated they they were just so much more connected to who they were and who they oh are. my god it was like coming home and meeting people that you've always known all your life and this was the first mm-hmm. time you met them physically but you like you knew them all your life. In fact, that's where I met Reverend Carrie Chapman at a We International conference mm. probably 25 years ago. That's when I met her, maybe even longer <laughs> than that. So how about you, Garrett? Have you heard of the We International conferences at all that they had across the nation and world? You know, I have not. Um, it, it, it's uh, brand new to me. But from the aspect of the star nation, the type of work, um, the evolution, though, that as I'm, I can kind of see why it took a little bit of a break, because now it is time to we, we are. So that part of our being is now in harmonization, the we, so the we ever evolving, ever expanding. So continuation together in unity. Mhm. Yes. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yes. We're coming together, aren't we? We're coming together. Well, we have a question mm-hmm. here. I think we're ready to bring this person on. Hello and welcome. Do you have a question? Oh, hi. You know what? It's my first time calling and I just tuned in. So I actually am not sure what you do <laughs> as far as questions. Um, well, we are talking about uh, star beings and walk-ins, and we have two guest speakers on our program that can ask any questions that you might have about um, that subject, about star beings and walk-ins. Uh, honestly, I don't know much about either to ask questions. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to continue to listen, and you might have one later on, and you're certainly welcome to ask that. Thank you for being on the program okay. and listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. Okay, um, well, let's go on. How about Caroline Oceana Ryan? I know that the two of you know Caroline. This is actually her third walk-in, uh, uh, third um, conference that she's coming to. And she'll be joining us once again here at the Hope Interface Center. And she gives us information coming through what she calls the collective. Um, do you either want to, one of you want to talk about Caroline Oceana Ryan? I think I'll jump in on this one. I have absolute admiration for uh, Caroline Oceana Ryan. Amazing, amazing person. Um, the messages she brings to are clear. They're inspirational. They're always right on the moment for what we need. She herself is a, a, an amazing, a tremendous individual. Uh, her integrity and her heart are probably some of the grandest I've ever, ever encountered. 
wonderful that you have had her back every year. Her messages, every single one of them are uh, what I would call um, kind of a guide and speaks to each and every individual she speaks to. There's always something in what she has to say that comes in from the collective that also comes in to each individual. Uh, she's an excellent speaker. Uh, I think that she is very, um, you know, I hate this cliche word gifted, but her tremendous understanding, her access, and her ability to interpret the energies coming in and what is being given to her and to integrate it into the, you know, the everyday, the times of today is one of her greatest assets. How wonderful that we will be seeing her again. I, I can't wait to see her again. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Garrett, do you want to speak a little bit about Caroline, Oceana, Ryan? Well, she got to experience um, one of the events that's hosted, held on the Navajo Nation. It's an um, annual event that they have every August. It's the uh, Gathering of Healers. And uh, many individuals come from all across to attend. And she happened to come um, I think for just one day because that was when she was coming from Sedona. She got to experience and see uh, during our workshop that I was doing, it was around the star language, she um, saw how this individual, after we did the featherway, and with a little bit of uh, encouragement, all of a sudden the individual just broke out and uh and started speaking their star language so clearly, and this person was, like, crying, and she was so blown away. And then she came to me later, and she's like, Garrett, I've never seen anything like that before. And you could tell she was just so odd. And uh, Carolyn was like, well, we, we got to – we definitely, you know, got to do more work. And she had me on her show um, slightly after that, and she said that was one of the biggest highlights of her moment when she was there at the gathering. And yeah, the integrity and speaking on behalf of the collective, that part of her being is very much in harmony and resonance. So just strong connection. So excited to have her and see her again. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I, I, her heart is this golden um, sphere of energy. Uh, she has stayed at my house both times. And when she gives such a clear um, message, and uh, it was fantastic the last time that she came. Um, let's talk a little bit about the collective. I know when people hear that people are working with the collective, are we all working with the collective? Are we all working with guides if we open ourselves up to that? Um, I think I'm going to go uh, on that one first. There's how, how do you remove yourself from the collective? I don't think there's any way we can. Because even in our individual, we are affected by each other. We are all connected. Um, I think that the realization of that oneness is what makes the difference and to be able to work. I think when we don't understand our oneness, of course, the ego is going to come in and, you know, make its grandiose appearance in that case. We all want to know that we matter. Are we all working with the collective? We are, whether it's conscious or unconscious. 
we are always working with the collective. I think the greatest gift is understanding what that collective is and to be able to work the collective in a way that benefits ourselves and brings us greatest, you know, greater understanding. But we can never escape that the collective. It's who we are. Um, even if we, you know, you know, allow um, negativity to get in there, we're still working with the collective because it's a wheel that keeps on turning. And I think that's one of the things about the star gatherings is to help folks understand how that wheel turns and why it turns and what turns it. We need to understand our own power. We need to know who we are. We need to know what we're capable of. We need to know what kind of service we can create for others. Otherwise, you know, we can, you know, uh, jump into a matrix of more of an, a joint nature that we're trying to understand Ooh. ourselves and not know our own self-worth. So the collective always exists, and there's different forms of consciousness and matrices that collect and have its own life force that will be predominant. And this is where you get, you know, what you call more positive or more negative. And some people, the negative is more of a positive. It's however we work with collectives that makes a difference. In understanding who we are, star beings, not only can we create a greater, um, I don't want to keep using the word matrix, but a greater creation of how that wheel turns and how it works and the access of that wheel in order to create even more and more expansion. So in my mind, movement is the, cl- is the collective. There's always torsion. It's always a movement. But it's either going to contract or expand at times as it's needed. So I think that this is uh, the collective is a vast consciousness One of the things that I do like about star language is, you know, the English language has a lot of dualities. And, you know, master teacher, master slave, you know, we can create a lot of different dualities of consciousness in what we relate to. Why do they call it spelling, you know, if we get into, you know, language? But when you get into a higher speaking or... um, a speaking of a collective that comes out through a universal language, then it becomes direct to the spirit or it becomes direct. And this is where star language becomes um, a great tool to understanding the collective and working with it. So that that's a big word, the collective, mm-hmm. as you put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garrett, can you explain to our audience what star language is and perhaps give an example, if that feels <laughs> comfortable for you, um, oh, totally. to the people they who are, are listening? Here. They are here. Yes, totally. As soon as Shirley provided that awesome introduction, because the collective is here. Is again, Yamandaya Setisto Yokondaya. One facet, one element, you are we, we are you, right now, 
This is Gerrit, he's in the future, Akatiris the Sun, projecting back his, from his future moment from the collective aspect of the future time in this current moment to relay this transmission for each of your listeners. That is one facet. This is another facet. This is another, hmm, how does he best explain flavor? There are many different star systems, is there not? So this is another facet that is accessed for the listeners to experience and feel within their vibratory form. We are, we are, we are. And so, uh, hope they just brought in three different flavors, three different star languages for all the listeners to feel out. And star language is just an expression, true, like the truest expression of form in the form of tonality, in the form of sound frequencies. And the reason for me why I call it that is because of the neutrality. And when you hear from the aspect of our, our egoic mindset, sometimes that judgment kicks in. But when you hear the dragon languages, it comes in very um, primordial. And so that part of our being sometimes can almost start to judge it. It starts to go into the judgment and r- realize, oh, that's a dark language. But it's the primordial language of, of the dragon kingdoms. And so there's, that's where it's like there's not so not, no such thing because they transcended. So the star languages has that neutral neutrality. And that's what they're really sharing with a lot of individuals that we, we as humans, even though we're two-hearted, as Sasquatch calls us, we have the loving vibration of who we are. We also have the egoic mind. We have to return to neutrality to be in that space and hold that harmonization for these different frequencies. And a lot of times these frequencies elevate and expand very high, very intensely. Sometimes they come in the form of tone and songs. Sometimes they come in in the form of like the dragons, for example, which is very primordial, that's very deep, which is very coming from the depths of the void. And so star language, you know, has just different, I, again, different facets. When you look at the skies, because individuals will ask, so how many languages do you speak? I'm like, well, have you looked up in the sky at night? How many star systems okay. do you think there are? There? <laughs> so it's really <laughs> interesting. They're like, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and well, what we do, Jerry, you know, we capacity. Jerry, you need to start the, you know, how they have the, you know, like Japanese, the English translation. You can mm-hmm. do the tar- <laughs> translation guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just the fluidity. As long as we're in the fluidity and we are not in judgment as ourselves, we all have the capacity to access it because it's mm-hmm. built into us, our being. Mm-hmm. 
We're all star beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there are listeners out there right now um, and thinking, should I go to the star gathering experience or not? Should I, should I not, should I, should I not? As many people do with many workshops and seminars. How would you guide them to know which workshop, which seminar, which gathering to go to? How would you tell them or advise them on if they are drawn to such a thing as the Star Gathering or any workshop or seminar? I think this is something that's speaking to their consciousness of where they're at. You know, it's it's almost like when you see a piece of jewelry that calls out to you. Well, I gotta have that. You know, there's just something about that. I think we know instinctively, instinctively inside what we need. Um, it, it could it could be calling from the other end of the planet, because as we know, all time and space are at the same time, right? And mm-hmm. what happens when there is something that is calling out to the soul? then you just need to pay attention. There is something for you. There's something begging to you. And I think that one of the things that probably usually happens is we, we, we start jumping into our linear mind. I'm really feeling called to do this, but I don't know if I have the money, you know, that, you know, that type of thing. And what's mm-hmm. really interesting is that when something calls to you and you feel right about it, and you could just kind of put it out to the universe to manifest. You know, your, your soul supported. Ask you, you know, is my soul supporting this? You know, it's, it's kind of interesting how money can appear or whatever you need appears to get you there. And then, of course, there's some cases where, oh, maybe next year, and then it won't leave you alone. It'll drag you around by a, you know, hair, you know, just telling you that, oh, no, you really got to do this. You know, so I think that where you're guided, I think that's something that's very instinctively. Now, one of the things that I think is so tremendous about your star gathering this year is look at the variety you are offering of different knowledge. And they're in for a treat. (laughs) I mean, only the experience of sound bath. They understand the great um, messages that will come through Caroline. They, they get, you know, understanding of who, who they are as star beings or as walk-ins. And, of course, I'll be doing encoding and activations uh, for them, you know. So they're going to get coding. They're going to get activations. They're going to get star language. They're, they're going to get, you know, or their feather way. They're going to be getting great messages for them. They're going to get knowledge about walk-ins. They're going to get the sound bath. Wow. Is it, you know, where do you know where you could get that much knowledge and understanding in one place? Mm-hmm. And you're all going to relate differently. You know, everyone will get something different out of it. But it'll be what's most beneficial to you. So I would definitely encourage, that just even if you're curious, is there something for me here? I would say yes. There's something for everyone at this type of gathering. Everyone. Thank so, you. Thank you. yeah. 
How about you, Garrett? What would you say to the listeners who might be on the line and thinking, should I, should I not come? What's in it for me? Well, trust your trust your heart, because your heart is your leading tool right now. That's a part of your being. That's part of your being that is leading you. So your intuitive, it's already coming out to you. It's already letting you know, hey, this this gathering, and it sounds like, it sounds like a good thing. But what is your heart saying right now when you ask it? Are you excited? Are you excited? Does it make you feel joy? Do you feel like, oh my goodness, wow, this feels like something I need to attend? Well, then maybe you should listen to it. It's that simple, right? And then you would follow up and ask your helpers or ask the egoic mind to bring you those validations because that's where sometimes, as Shirley mentioned in the linear thinking, we set up those parameters and the obstacles and we fall out of the fluidity. So if you're trusting your heart and it's exciting and it sounds like, yes, my people, I'm going to play, I'm going to harmonize and have fun, then that's probably where you need to be. And then from that point moving forward, again, you just for the validations from the helpers, egoic mindset, and let just basically let the magic unfold itself and the miracles will happen to get you there. To me, it's that simple. Yeah, I love that. We have a comment and a question from Amy, so I'm going to put her on the air. <laughs> Hello, Amy, oh, you're on the air. Thank you. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Shirley. Um, hi. I just wanted to quick give a really good testimonial. So I've been at the Star Gathering the last two years, and the first year that you were both there was phenomenal. So my first comment is that both of you truly, truly had changed our lives. I know here at the Hope Interface Center, we still talk about it almost every day, both of you. Um, Shirley, how your activations, again, not only changed our eye color, which I think is so incredible, (laughs) Um, but as you were saying the activations number by number, um, or I guess I'm not totally sure which correct word to use, but um, I would say like algorithm by algorithm. Um, Janelle and I, we were both sinking lower and lower into our chairs. And by the time you said, okay, we're done, we were almost on the ground, but we woke up and you, you gave us a fair warning. Your eye color will change. You're going to feel way different. Um, we felt amazing, amazing. And after that star gathering, I had so many life changes happen, all for the most wow. amazing good of our life. Mm-hmm. And Garrett, you taught us how to speak star language. I don't know how to ever thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But we love- Thank you. And you taught us the feather way too, which is great. And we still use that within our Reiki practice. And we have our wonderful massage therapist, Jenny, and she uses that in her practice too. So you have both blessed our lives and opened us up to so many great modalities. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Thank you. We certainly are honored ourselves. (laughs) You, you know, Thank whenever I've you. been meetups, which is really funny, 
um, if you do them at a home, you know, or that type of thing, uh, it's pretty funny, Amy, that um, everybody disappears and I find them all bumping into each other in the mirror. Shirley, <laughs> 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 may I ask you, um, and Garrett, this question is also kind of for you, too. So as you know, we channel as we're working on channeling within our meditations and our sessions. So, Shirley, as you are speaking and understanding the numbers, and Garrett, as you are understanding the star language, does it kind of translate into English within your mind? Like, do you comprehend what you're saying, or are you so deep within the channeling that it's just the words flowing through you? I think um, I'll go first on that one. Uh, the numbers uh, usually come in. Um, what happens is, is I get the, what they want to have happen. Uh, perhaps maybe they're bringing in something that, uh, like I said, I I brought in something called uh, the gold rates. We we actually, I actually brought in rates that all went to the mineral of gold in different carrots, that type of thing. But what would happen then is they would let me know the formulas but I would still have to write the codes. And they are all um, mathematical sequences. You know, and, and there is a difference. Like what Carrie Chapman does is the alphanumerics, where she's giving the numbers or the translation of the different words and what she's bringing in. What I do uh, happens to be what real true mathematical equations that call out to each other. And those numbers often, sometimes I even have to spread, get a spreadsheet out and they can be bounced off the, a formula for the, uh, um, spe- you know, the sound of, you know, light, the speed of light. You know, there are formulas, mathematical formulas for that. There are mathematical formulas for the violet flame of transmutation. There are frequencies and hertz of different solvegio tones. Um, I may actually work off a what you call a sign calculator, where I'm actually working with uh, different tangents and different um, mathematical calculations that are coming in with the actual numbers. Some of the numbers are very simple. They just go in a straight code, like the zero rate is a full mathematical equation. I do something called the 8192 that helps us keep from getting modified, getting our DNA modified from electronic frequencies that actually grounds us and brings us into number one. And that whole page is one mathematical equation that all connects to each other. So um, it's language in itself because um, everything is frequency, everything is vibration, and uh, the star language itself has frequency and vibration. So what we're bringing in here is a combination of what I would call frequency and vibration. The flow is in the star language that is just as invaluable as the numbers coming together. It is also equations. It is also bringing in a frequency and changing the consciousness. Because we are in a bit of a simulation. You know, we are, we are able to change our consciousness through frequency. Our bodies change with the holographic information that comes in. So we're bringing in um, a completely different dynamic in order to understand ourselves as galactic beings. And all we have to do is be, and it just happens. So I think that they're very similar in what they do. 
it's just very interesting in what I'm guided to bring in and how they bring in those numbers. And I got to check them all when they come through. And they could be mineral rates. They could be um, stuff that points to, you know, I am customized attunements that um, the eternal rainbow fire, the third and sacred rays of creation, all got attached to different pyramids all throughout. We have all kinds of things like we have activations for the eclipse because they are such powerful energies that come in. Um, and it just goes on on. I've even gotten for what the Yogini rates and the eight petals. Um, I have the color and their sound frequencies of activation of the vulgar hydrogen lines. And I had to bounce those off of all the different frequencies of the colors like the color red, the color yellow, the color green, the color blue. That um, It's just amazing how these come through and what they do. Uh, I'll, just, I'll never see this so amazing. And I never know until I sit down and I start writing it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And when the star language comes in, the... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, initially when it was activated within me, I had to be comfortable speaking the language and not being judgment, but just letting it come out in fluidity mm-hmm. for at least two months. And then mm-hmm. after that two-month period, that's where the conscious mind would slow slow it down, basically would pause, and do its best to relay the translation in its purity before the egoic mind could kick in and start to question whether or not it was the true meaning. And so it definitely takes a lot of practice in that form to get that mastering, if you want to call it such. But just like Shirley, a lot of times the language will just come through, you know, in the form of a healing or an activation for individuals. If they're wanting to speak their star language or come in tune with or getting comfortable with speaking the star language there, I can tune into that particular frequency and relay conversation back to them so that they can realize, oh, guess what? He's talking back to me. I feel it in my heart. So we continue and then they get comfortable. And so in this um, resonance what they're explaining is that the language elevates and expands all facets into multi-facets it's not just from a linear perspective or from even the 2D or 3D we're talking into higher higher resonance of even like the 7th dimensional forms 8th dimensions and so coming into that awareness when you're harmonizing with that frequency and it's so elevated, a lot of the time, you know, the body is, is, is shaking because it's it's vibrating so high and there's this tons of energy that's coming through and what's happening at that moment is there's that transitioning that's taking place in, in those individuals. So their their expansion and their elevation is happening happening in their auric field. And a lot of the times, sometimes like when Shirley and I get together and we're doing these activations together, um, oh. sometimes we together because we realize, oh, we set the wrong number or we saw the wrong rate. Kind of look like, uh oh. But then we realize, no, I think this is we had to throw in that extra eight or throw in that three, so we just kind of stick 
harmonization so we can't we can't necessarily control it because it's those individuals receiving it at that moment for them mm-hmm. yeah it makes us some pretty tremendously powerful um tremendous experience that that comes out of this and and please note that all all coding is um all of it you know the the activations are very very an important uh, component in our work um, that there are so many different, so many of us are starting to come out, you know, doing uh, the different um, types of what we call things with the, the DNA activations, changing us, you know, transforming to a higher consciousness. And it seems to be what's kind of going on more and more so uh, today. One of the things that was so tremendous is, yes, you can activate with language, just as powerfully as you can with numbers. So when Garrett and I get together, um, both come in. And, you know, whereas I've picked up star language now myself, and I have done that, and, and it has created great results. And I have also, and Garrett uses my activations, you know. So they, they're all very valuable and very important. And just like music, you know, they even did research where they found that Mozart and the frequency that the music came out that Mozart created actually created a lot of uh, what they would call healing or transformation in people. That's why so many listen to Mozart and uh, certain classical music. It's uh, a pretty vast and amazing understanding when you really kind of wrap around what this all does. So uh, thank you, Amy, for this tremendous uh, confirmation for both of us. We're very honored. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take this one more moment. Um, so last okay. year, too, I wanted to add, we had a lot of walk-ins at the Star Gathering. And Janelle, who is my sister, we both work here at the Hope Interfaith Center with Hope. Um, we both had walk-ins, and it was a massive change, um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, kind of all over. And it mm-hmm. took a little bit to integrate and to kind of figure out what was going on. So we want to say, too, it was so wonderful to have the community of the Star Gathering, the speakers and the people who attended, um, and especially you hope to help guide us through that. And so I think if that were to happen on our own, we would kind of say, is there something going on with us? What's happening? Mm-hmm. So this is such a wonderful community. And we still talk to people, again, weekly who have went to the Star Gathering. So we cannot say enough what a great event this is. And to have you both there is going to be phenomenal. Thank you. Very honored. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. Well, that was a wonderful reference, wasn't it? That was great to hear that. I know that it sounds odd to many listeners, but this is what Carrie Chapman would always say. When you come to a gathering like this, your purpose will be revealed. Skills will come up. Uh, Your um, nation of where you came from, the planetary system, will start awakening within you. You'll feel a brotherhood and sisterhood like never before. You will be totally and completely welcomed here at the Hope Interfaith Center. And 
I can't thank you, Garrett, enough and you, Shirley, enough. I know that you're both very, very busy doing your work and planetary work upon the planet. So I'm just going to ask you, why have you both decided to come back to the Hope Interface Center and to the Star Gathering that will be happening here on June 13th and 14th of this year? I think that's pretty simple. It's an outstanding experience, and what a what an amazing group to connect. You know, not even group, but just being able to connect with you, with those at the uh, Star Gathering, with the Hope Interfaith Center, to um, and the the most amazing folks like that came. Uh, it was it was an outstanding experience. Thank you. Outstanding. Thank you. Yeah. Garrett? To elevate and expand with everyone that's there because it's all part of um, <laughs> our being. See all the miraculous transformation that everybody gets to witness. As you guys have done this three times now, you probably saw a lot of mir- miracles take place in the gathering um, and even days after. Um, you know, from the Hayoka side of things, you know, from the sacred clown and laughter, I always say, oh, I just want to get high with you guys, okay? We're just going to get high because we're going to be on <laughs> it together, and we're going to play, we're going to laugh, and we're just going to be mm-hmm. because this this is our family. This is where we came back to experience, you know, from this from the human side of our being. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. If I would like the both of you to give um, information about your websites or if you'd like your phone numbers, if people would like to get a hold of you, Garrett and Shirley, um, for further information about what you do. Um, Shirley, you want to give the listeners your information of where they could get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is to get a hold of me at poet, P-O-E-T, 444 at gmail.com. That would be the greatest. And, of course, please uh, find me on Facebook, you know, certainly. Um, my last name is actually spelled B-O-L-S-T-O-K. And you could uh, definitely find me on Facebook. I would love love to connect with you. Uh, I do have a website, but it's under construction at this time. So I would definitely say that uh, probably uh, email or Facebook would be best at this time. Thank you. Garrett? They can reach me at 505-360-1599. I do have a website. It is NavajoIllumination.com. I do have a list of a lot of different offerings on the website as well as videos. Uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest things that I've been really um, promoting is the Sasquatch videos and how to work with the uh, Sasquatch wands and Sasquatch teachings that they've been bringing to us. And so all of this you'll find on my website, NavajoIlluminations.com. And um, I also have the Facebook page as well. So it's under Navajo Illuminations. Thank you. Well, thank you both. I look forward to seeing you both in June. That will be around the corner uh, before you know it. So um, I am so thankful that the both of you were able to be on the air together tonight to let everybody know about 
the experience of the star gathering that we have here. And so I appreciate the both of you and love the both of you so very much for saying yes, 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 and showing up just for all the planetary work that you do as well. I know that we were talking about the work that you do with the sweet people that come to you for awakening, but the tremendous amount of work that you do on the planet to help Ascension right now has been phenomenal. And I know that 2020 is such an important year. So I thank you for saying yes to this program and yes for coming to the Hope Interface Center. Thank you. And thank you for inviting us. Yes, thank you for having us, Hope. You are so welcome. I want all of you who are listening, if you have found a gem within this conversation and if you're leaning uh, forward in your heart, just as Garrett has said, to this event that we will be having, it is a star gathering experience. I'll tell everybody it's a keynote experience. The reason why we have all these phenomenal speakers and healers and helpers is we don't have a keynote speaker. It is a keynote experience where we wake up, where we enjoy, as Garrett said, where we laugh and come together as brothers and sisters. And one thing will be you in so many ways. And if you are interested, you can indeed go to hopeinterfacecenter.com. Uh, my beloved um, Janelle has created an online PayPal. For this experience, if you sign up it right now, it's $202. You heard that right. Only $202 um, to experience this. We are having a February flash sale. Um, this extension is going to go until February 14th. We've already had people signing up on our PayPal and calling and sending their money for this event. There is a uh, limited seating that we have here. We can take in 80 people. But you know what? If there's more that sign up, we will make sure at the Hope Interface Center we find a larger facility to have all of you come. So um, please look us up. Our, also, our number, we can, you can call our number at 507-387-1242 to get any information that you need. Uh, please join us next month. Guess what? I even know how to pronounce her last name. I had a little trouble last time when she was on the program, and she was at her last star um, event. Lori Spanga is going to be here on February 25th, 7 p.m., live on our program. Lori Spanga is a best-selling author, spiritual teacher, intuitive, energetic healer, ascension guide, a multi-dimensional channel, animal communicator, visionary, light worker, and star seed who has radically transformed her life after a series of near-death experiences. And she is here upon this planet to help transform people. She transformed lots of humans as well as animals around the world via her channeling information and guidance. Uh, she leads seminars and workshops and retreats. So I would ask you all to join us once again on February 25th, 7 p.m. live. Once again, I thank you for joining us on the Pure Hope Show. 
we certainly do hope that you join well, us here you. for the star gathering. I love you both. Um, Shirley love and Garrett, too. thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.